In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of Scripture to equip you with the pure Word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week, we host different guests from all walks of life. Our original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Shalom to all of you. Pastor Mike Golay here. As we speak, ironically, we have Iran attacking Syria, Iraq, and Pakistan. We have Yemen attacking the United States and UK vessels. We have the Iraqi militias attacking Israel. Israel attacks Lebanon and Gaza and West Bank. Russia attacks Ukraine. China's threatening Taiwan. Turkey attacks the Kurds. And if that's not enough, North Korea attacks an island in South Korea. All of that while we know that Iran is one month or less away from nuclear weapons. With all of this world turmoil and World War III in the literal sense, it's nice to take a break from it all and listen to God's word and to pray. To relax knowing that he is the final victor that no matter what happens, no matter the wars and rumors of wars that Jesus warned his disciples about in Matthew 24, no matter what happens, we know that Jesus is in full control of everything. Just me tonight, we're going to be reading two Proverbs, and we're going to be reading the rest of Mark. We're going to do Mark 15 and 16 and end. We'll issue a new book next week and continue in the Proverbs. As is our custom since October 7th, I'm asking you to sit back and relax and listen to God's word. But as well, write down your prayers for Israel. Write down your prayers for hostages and families of the injured and the Israeli government and the gospel. Issue out your prayers to people in Iran that are struggling with that government. Iran and Pakistan are now in skirmishes and a war. And it seems like everywhere we look, there is no peace. And we know the truth. Peace lies within when we invite Jesus into our hearts as Lord and Savior. And so with that, say, with that being said, let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to jump straight into God's Word. PRS, if you want to share this with a friend or a family member and allow them the opportunity to listen to God's word and pray for the situation in Israel. Go ahead and do so right now on Facebook and on YouTube. I'm going to be opening up the chats after uh, we read pro the two proverb chapters. Would love to hear what you are all saying out there. But Lord, bless this time. Speak to us with the wisdom of your word. And no matter what happens in the world, may we be ambassadors and role models through the Spirit of God that lives within us so that others may see Jesus and come to faith in him as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, now we're going to be using the New King James Version of Proverbs and all of the chapters. All of them will be in the New King James Version. 
Sit back, relax, and let's listen. Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting and with strife. A wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame and will share an inheritance among the brothers. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. An evildoer gives heed to false lips. We see a lot of that going on with these protests. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. He who mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, but much less lying lips to a prince. A present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Wherever he turns, he prospers. He who covers a transgression seeks love. But he who repeats a matter separates friends. Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Do you see some of that going on? Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. Whoever rewards evil for good evil will not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom, since he has no heart for it? A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. A man devoid of understanding shakes hands in a pledge and becomes surety for his friend. He who loves transgression loves strife, and he who exalts his gate seeks destruction. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good, and he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. He who begets a scoffer does so to his sorrow and the father of a fool has no joy. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A wicked man accepts a bribe behind the back to pervert the ways of justice. Wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. Also to punish the righteous is not good, nor to strike princes for their uprightness. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Now we're going to go over to Proverbs 18, but before we do that, I'm going to open up the chat and we're going to just ask this question. What did you hear the Lord say to you during this time? And what is your specific prayer for Israel? Write it down. And then I'm going to be reading some of these here and enjoying what you have put. 
So Irene is praying for the peace of Jerusalem and salvation of Israel. Keep doing that. By the way, you're welcome, Gabby. It is an honor. We have Romanians here. Adele Forsberg, watch my words. Yes. Uh, thank you, Lord, for these wise sayings, Rebecca says. Martha Smith's prayer, Father God, please heal the broken hearts of those who have lost loved ones and the wounds of those who have been injured in Israel. Amen to that, Martha. You know, dear Abba, please protect, as Tamah says, comfort and help all Israelis to see that Yeshua is the Messiah to place their faith in him alone for salvation. Keep your prayers coming, everybody. This is beautiful. Aruba, it's great to see you in the room, Esther. Andrew, seek wisdom, pursue it. Pray for soldiers to find Christ for the first time. You know, Andrew, there's a lot of gospel ministry going on in the country right now, and congregations have had amazing ministry. So continue to pray for pastors and congregations that are doing great work there. Victoria Hears, Abba Father, I ask that you encourage your children under wars and persecution. Look at these beautiful prayers. Look at these insights. IDF for their love of Abba, Deborah, yes. There's a resurgence among Jews in Israel returning to God and Jewish faith, which is a good step in the right direction. The next step, of course, is to see what the prophets said about the Messiah, recognize that it's actually Jesus, and to come to faith. Keep the prayers coming, folks. I, I hope you realize that when you write down prayers, when you actually pray these prayers, it's making a massive difference, and God is listening right now. He's with us right now, listening to your prayers, eager to act, eager to fulfill his will. <clears throat> now, we're going to go on over to Proverbs chapter 18. I'm going to leave the chat open for now, just as we continue. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Hmm. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Hmm. When the wicked comes, contempt comes also, and with dishonor comes reproach. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. It is not good to show partiality to the wicked or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Yet a lot of us are doing that in a lot of countries and a lot of courts. A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles and they go down into the inmost body. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who, ha who is a great destroyer. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The rich man's wealth is his strong city, like a high wall in his own esteem. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is humility. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and a shame to him. You ever met somebody that just jumps to conclusions without hearing? The whole story? The spirit of man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. 
a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Casting lots causes contentions to cease and keeps the mighty apart. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. The poor man uses entreaties, but the rich answers roughly. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. All right, I'm going to keep the uh, chat room open. Your prayers, every single one of them, are like building blocks to fulfill God's will for Israel. Israelis don't know what you're praying. A lot of the Israeli soldiers don't know. But God knows, and it's a beautiful thing. As you continue to give your insights and issue out your prayers, we're going to move on over to Mark's Gospel, chapter 15. And chapter 16 is rather, um, rather, I should say, short. <clears throat> so we're going to read those two and close out. <clears throat> Mark chapter 15. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? This is one of my favorite parts of Scripture. He answered and said to him, It is as you say. And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you? But Jesus still answered nothing that Pilate marveled. Didn't we just read in Proverbs that a wise man controls his tongue? Now at the feast, he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas, who was shamed with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. So the people preferred a murderer than a righteous Messiah. Amazing. Then the multitude cried aloud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. They were jealous of Jesus' authority that they did not have. And the impact of his teaching, they were envious. So envious that they were willing to put him to death. I'm just looking at all these beautiful prayers as we read. It's just moving to me, folks. Keep it going. This is... Amazing when you think about we're an international community of believers. We're praying, we're listening to God's word. And it's only in the matter of about a half hour. 
and it's making such a difference. Imagine all the half hours, the, all the 30 minutes that people are wasting right now elsewhere. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd, verse 11, so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and said to them again, <clears throat> What then do you want me to do with him whom you call the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, Crucify him! Then Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, fear of man, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus over, and after he had scourged him to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole garrison, and they clothed him with purple, and they twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and began to salute him. Hail, King of the Jews! Then they struck him on the head with a reed, and spat on him, and bowing the knee, they worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they had they took the, the purple off of him, put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. How humiliating. And there he was, bleeding in pain for you and me. That he, they compelled a certain man, Simon of a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, and he was coming out of the country and passing by to bear his cross. And they brought, to, they brought him to the place Golgotha, which is translated place of the skull. Then they gave him wine mingled with myrrh to drink, but he did not take it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments, casting lots for them to determine what every man should take. Now it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the inscription of his accusation was written above. The king of the Jews. Oh, that's my Mac that was not supposed to do those balloons. I'm so sorry. That's what happens when you do these gestures. With him, they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left. So the scripture was built, fulfilled, which says, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking among themselves with the scribes said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Can you imagine how he felt? Now, when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by, when they heard that, said, look, he is calling for Elijah. Then someone ran out and filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink, saying, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. A shiver just ran down my spine. There were 
also women looking from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, the less, and of Joseph and Salome, who also followed him and ministered to him when he was in Galilee, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Now when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking cur courage, went in to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pi Pilate marveled that he was already dead and summon summoning the centurion, he asked him if he had been dead for some time. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. Then he bought fine linen, took him down, wrapped him in the linen, and he laid him in a tomb which had been hewn out of the rock. They rolled a stone against the door of the tomb, and Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph observed where he was laid. Mark chapter 16, and this will conclude our book of Mark. Here we go. Get ready, folks. This is the exciting stuff in this chapter. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. For it was very large, and entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had be been with him, and they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe her. Even though Jesus said this would happen, they still didn't believe the testimony and the words of Jesus, similar to a lot of us. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them this. Here's what he says. Go into all the world. And this is for me and for you. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. 
and they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Isn't that amazing? It just says, after that, he rose and he just sat down at the right hand of God. I mean, who does that? Who gets to just rise from the dead and sit down at the right hand of God? Jesus. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. And I like how Mark ends. Amen. And the story is still going on today. Now, because of this event, the prayers on, let's see, this side of the screen are making a huge difference because the resurrection of Jesus with the Spirit of God in you is pleading his case for the nation of Israel making a difference for all of these people. Wow. I'm just reading these. I hope you have a chance to at least grasp some of these. If you don't, you can look at the recording later. But I want to say the ironic blessing before we leave tonight, and we're going to come back next week with more prayers. Folks, if you're not on the Telegram channel, you really need to be. I'm going to put up this uh, QR code right now. I want you all to scan this if you're not on Amir's Telegram channel because there are updates from reliable sources from all walks of life, videos, write-ups, advancements going on in these countries that I mentioned where there's wars. In fact, did you know that I was speaking with Air Force Intelligence last week and they actually said, that this channel has more in-depth and reliable information than many of the reports that they get. I'm just saying. You may say, hey, you know, I just, I just want the web version. I don't necessarily want the app, but I do want to go to the website and I want to read the news there. That's the web version and it uh, doesn't involve an app, but you have to go to it. And so you want to scan that. And I have one update before we close, and this is something that's been on my heart for the last few days. And I'm going to take this down, and I want you all to pray about this. If you're following Telegram, and I'm going to send an email out tomorrow, um, we will send out an email tomorrow. Amir's page on Wikipedia was deleted for reasons and accusations of being biased, being a marketing tool, which we never used it for a marketing tool. It's a wiki site. And a lot of the people complaining are ultra leftists and people that are very confused sexually and that are taking up the narrative of the Palestinian cause. And, you know, at times like this, you know, when we're in the midst of all of these social battles and spiritual battles, you know, we don't market through Wikipedia. We market through our own sources. And right now, I may sound like a commercial, but I want, in a way, to say to Wikipedia, we never used you for marketing. We never promoted ourselves, and Amir never promoted himself. We do it here. We do it on our channels and our social media and our newsletters and all of the means that we have. And so, I want you all to pray about that. 
we have freedom right now, and there are times where freedoms are being challenged. In fact, I'm going to put this up there because right now we are in the midst of selling this book here, Discovering Daniel. This book explains from a very good perspective that's got Jewish roots, that's Amir, the meaning of the prophecies of Daniel and unlocks a lot of the mysteries. We were accused by Wikipedia of marketing. We never used it for marketing. This is what I mean by marketing. This is how we do it. We give you the chance to evaluate the book and pre-sale. It's not on the market yet, but it's out there for pre-sale. I would love to see that book in your hands, but more importantly, I would love to see all of us understand, especially Daniel chapter nine, all the way to the end and be able to think clearly and to be able to integrate it with responsible interpretation, its relationship to the book of Revelation. So that's there. You can buy it on Amazon. What happens when you buy it on Amazon is that it, it gets noticed by the non-believing world. Then they buy it up and put it on the shelves of non-believing bookstores, which we know people will buy things that's in front of them. And we're talking about non-believers who will get the gospel and Bible meaning. And we've seen a lot of people come to faith when we did re revealing revelation like this. Regardless, folks, we're going to close up here, and this is going to be the ironic blessing. I'm going to ask that you just hold out your hands and just receive this. Ivarecha Adonai ve'yishmerecha. Ya'er Adonai panavelecha ve'yichunecha. Isa Adonai panavelecha ya'asemlecha shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up its countenance on you and give you peace. And with that peace, we close this PRS. Come back next week as we continue our reading and open up a new book of the Bible from the New Testament. Until then, we say shalom, shalom, and lehitraot. We'll see you next week. God bless you all.